Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. <clears throat> All right, Erev Tov, everyone. Chodesh Tov. Thank you so much. So we're continuing with the laws of, um, of Purim. We were in the midst of talking about Amalek. So we'll talk, uh, we'll continue our discussion with regards to Parashat Zachor, which is uh, not this coming Shabbat, but the Shabbat that follows. The Torah commanded us to, uh, to, as part of the mitzvah, to remember what Amalek did, and as well not to forget. We mentioned already that there were two mitzvot, Alot Ishkach and Zachor, a positive commandment and a negative commandment, not to forget. And we do this by reading the parashah of Zachor once a year. As long as you remember what Amalek did once per year, then you fulfill the mitzvah. Because only once a whole year has passed, that's when we label it as forgotten. But if a year hasn't passed, then it's no longer forgotten. As long as you, again, you recall the incident, once a year, then you have fulfilled Zachor. And the Chachamim instituted to read this Parashat Zachor on the Shabbat before Purim in order to combine, to make adjacent the, uh, the Mitzvah of Mechiyat Amalek as well as Mechiyat Aman, which was the descendant of, of Amalek. According to the Torah, one has to express this remembrance with his mouth, using words. However, it's not necessary that every person read the parasha by himself. Just listening to the person reading the Torah, you listen to every word, every syllable, you fulfill the mitzvah, of um, of Zachor according to many of the and therefore the custom is to take your best Sefer Torah the nicest Ktav um, by the way, that is what's considered the, the best Sefer Torah, the one with the nicest Ktav, not the one with the nicest uh, casing, okay? That has nothing to do with, uh, with Sefer Torah Mehudar, the nicest Ktav. And the person reading it must be medaktek, he has to be meticulous in the reading, in the syllables, pronunciation, as best as he can. A person needs to listen to the reading according to the way that he normally is used to reading. So, uh, you know, if you're a Temani, then you should listen to it from a Temani. If you're an Ashkenazi, then you listen from Ashkenazim. You're Sfaradim, Sfaradi. Even I would go on and say even Moroccan should listen to Moroccan because that's something that they feel close to. They're paying attention. Maybe it could be that, uh, you know, uh, you, you might not understand, you might miss something if you listen to a Yerushalmi reading, but okay, Sfaradi, Sfaradi is fine. 
That is lechatechila. Ula mitzad adin בני כל העדות יכולים לצאת ידי חובתם בכל הנוסחים המקבלים בישראל בין ספרדי, בין אשכנזי, בין תימני again, בדיעבד you listen to it, you listen to it I know Rav Avadia is very strict when, he, when this comes to this halacha he's adamant that ספרדים need to go listen to it from a ספרדי reader and, uh, and, uh, and, and not to just rely on uh, you, know, you normally go to an Ashkenazi shul on Shabbat you got to make sure that on that Shabbat you should go to the Sephardi shul of course if you have no other choice and there's only one Ashkenazi shul in the, in the area said there you fulfill the mitzvah but uh, Rabbi Vajah is very strict on this someone who's in a place where there's no minyan but there is a Sefer Torah open the Sefer Torah read the parasha even though you don't have a minyan but read from a Sefer Torah ואם אין שם ספר תורה, and if there is no Torah, יקרא פרשת זכור מתוך חומש או סידור. He can read it from a חומש or סידור, of course, it's better than nothing. מצוות צניחות כוונה, the Gemara discusses that the מצוות require כוונה, that you have to have proper intent when you're fulfilling a מצווה. ולכן צריכים לכוון בקריאה פרשת זכור לקיים את מצוות זכירת מעשה עמלק. When a person is hearing the words, and of course the person reading the words should have in mind that he's fulfilling this מצווה to remember what עמלק did. וטוב שלפני הקריאה יכריזו על כך הגבאי או הקורא. And therefore, what is very much custom, that prior to the reading, either the chazan or the gabai, the parnas, whoever it is, will make that announcement to everybody to remind them that this is a mitzvah mina Torah, that you have to have proper kavanam, it's not a joke, and therefore uh, pay attention to all the words. Uh, it goes without saying, though, however, that um, really a person should have this kavanah throughout the parashiot all the year, right? Not, not uh, zachor, of course, because uh, we say mitzvah mina Torah, but the Kiryat, the Kiryat Torah person should also have in mind. Chazim Shalom, a person's reading a book or he's talking with his friend during the Kiryat Torah. It's an awful sin. It's an awful sin. Right? Meri Chachamim speak very uh, um, uh, loudly and uh, uh, not a good way against people that choose to not follow the parasha inside, inside the Chumash and, and listening and paying attention attentively. So, um, but of course, Shabbat Zachor, Parashat Zachor is, I would say, one level higher than that. Okay. Here's a, a, um, a very interesting halakha that we spoke about uh, a few days ago in the uh, 645 Minyan. With regards to women, are women obligated to hear Parashat Zahor? So we have two, two opinions. According to most poskim, women are not obligated to listen to the, um, or, or, or obligated to remember what Amalek did, or in this mitzvah, because the commandment to re- remember what Amalek did is correlated with the mitzvah to erase Amalek. Since women are not commanded to go out and fight and kill and wipe out Amalek, Sefer HaChinuch says that's why they're not, a command, they're not commanded to remember what Amalek did because they're not commanded to go out and kill them. Because women don't go out in the army. There are those who say Although I say that women do have some sort of belonging to uh, fighting. Because they do assist. They assist the fighters. You can argue that today they actually go out and fight. Right? But certainly they assist. They provide nourishment and food when they come back. 
ולכן גם עליהן מוטלת המצווה לזכור את עמלק. And therefore, according to those פוסקים, since they are very much involved in the war, it is incumbent upon them, yes, to listen to the, uh, the קריאה and be part of the מצווה of לזכור את מעשה עמלק. ואף שקבעו חכמים זמן לקריאת פרשת זכור, even though the rabbis instituted a time for the reading of פרשת זכור בשבת שלפני פורים, מכל מקום, מהתורה אין לה זמן. Yes, the rabbis instituted that we read this parasha before Purim, but in the Torah, you just have to remember any time. We said once per year. Makes no difference. It could be today if I want to. Okay, and then I remember what Amalek did. And therefore, according to Torah, this is not a time-bound mitzvah because I can remember what Amalek did right now. It doesn't have to be the Shabbat before Purim. And women are, women are, yes, obligated in mitzvot that are not time-bound. They're only patur for mitzvot that are time-bound. So it would seem that maybe they do have to uh, fulfill this mitzvah. Lema'aseh, nashim peturot mishmiyat parashat zachor. But lema'aseh, women are exempt from, from listening to the parasha. Ulam lechatchila, tov shenashim tishmana et parashat zachor. Lechatchila, they should come and listen to it. And so do many women. They do come to synagogue. They come to hear the parashat zachor because it is important to them. Someone who wants to come and fulfill the mitzvah, but it's difficult for her. You can read it from a chumash. Because according to some people, even... Even from a chumash, you can fulfill the mitzvah. He says that if some people conduct certain shiurim for the ladies, they can even take out a sefer Torah and read, someone can read the, the parashah from, uh, for, for the ladies. Even though there is no minyan there, obviously it's just ladies, יש בזה הידור. There's, there's a certain um, beautifying of the mitzvah here. שתשמענה את הפרשה מספר תורה כשר. That they're hearing the parasha from a kosher ספר תורה. Okay, we still have some time. So we'll do, we'll go on to the next one. All right. What happens if an Amaleki decides that he wants to do teshuvah? Right, we spoke about that, that we don't know whether who's an Amalek and who's not. But let's say you meet a guy and he wants to do teshuvah. That's what the next halakha is going to... Talk about. Even though, again, the Torah commands us to erase Amalek's descendants. If he accepts upon himself those seven mitzvot, the seven Noahide laws, he's uprooted the deen of Amalek from him, and now you can no longer kill him. These are the seven Noahide laws. Isur Avodah Zarah, they cannot worship uh, idols. Isur Giluya Arayot, that's um, uh, inappropriate relationships. Isur Shfichu Damim, that's murder. Isur Gneva, that's uh, fevering robbery. Isur Birkat Hashem, cursing God. Isur Achilat Ever Minachai, eating live limbs of an animal. Rachiyuv Limnot Bate Dinim, Shishpetu Tzedek, Bechol Adinim, Sheben Adam Lechavero, and the importance of establishing courts. So those are the same mitzvot. If an Amaleki says, yeah, I'm cool with that, sign me up. He's no longer Amaleki, you can no longer kill him. Not only that, Even if they don't accept these seven Noahide laws, 
before you're about to fight them, you have to offer them shalom. Which give him the option. This is what it is. I'm about to kill you, but before I kill you, I'm going to offer you the, this uh, this uh, get out of jail free card here, which you can sign right here and and accept. And they would be uh, subjugated to the Jewish people, and you provide uh, for them uh, a tax. If they accept the condition of peace, and we don't fight them. And if they don't accept, you fight them until you, uh, you annihilate them. And let's say they're losing the war. Okay, they're getting killed. And then say, okay, okay, we accept. We accept. I want to I take the seven Mitzvah B'nai Noach. Where do I sign? At that point, you can no longer accept them. Because since the war already started, you have to fight until you destroy them. Let's say an Amaleki comes and he wants to convert. He wants to become a Jew. The Poskim argue on whether or not you can accept this Amaleki as a Jew. According to the Rambam, Yachol Amaleki Leitgayer. An Amalek is able to meet Gayer. I always, according to Rambab, it's a very strong example. Hitler, Yemach Shemo, okay? Amalek, uh, 100%, okay? If he wants to come, say, I want to become a Jew, and he did, according to Rambab, you accept him. If he, if, it's hard to hear that and understand that, but you could accept him. Uh, Amonu Moab, you can never accept uh, those guys. But, uh, but the Amalek, you could. The grandchildren of Haman were teaching Torah in Bnei Brak, as the Gemara says in Masechet Gitin and Sanhedrin. So we see that they accepted converts from the Zera of Amalek, as evil as they were. So that's according to the Rambam. And there are those who say that we don't accept the Gerim uh, from Amalek, this is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer in the Midrash, the Mechilta. He's willing to take an oath that, that no way will we, will we accept. But what about the, sons, the grandsons of Amman that were teaching Torah and Bnei Brak? How could it be? He said that you don't accept the, geri, the uh, Amalekim as Gerim. So how do you how do you make sense of this Gemara that the children of and grandchildren of Haman were teaching Torah? Era mitoch ta'ut. He said that happened a mistake. It was a mistake. Shebedin shebedin lo yada sheabal lefanav hu mizera Amalek. They didn't know that, that, that those people came from Amalek. The kachki blew, and that's why they accepted them. Had they known that they came from Amalek, no way they would have accepted them according to Rabbi Eliezer. Uh, oh, she says, Or it could be that one of the offspring uh, of Amalek uh, raped or violated a Jewish woman. And, uh, and uh, one of the children that came over there was, was, was a Jew. And that's how uh, it could be that, that, that the, the descendants of that union were ended up teaching, uh, teaching oh, wow. Ibn Ibrah. So uh, we see two opposing opinions here of whether or not you could accept an Amalekim um, from, uh, uh, as, as a convert. 
And uh, the Rambam says yes. Rabbi Eliezer the Mechirta says no. And uh, we'll stop here and we'll continue. Uh, what, what, next. But they could have had grandkids. Just because they, they just because they were hung doesn't mean they didn't have other kids. They were they were hung as adults. As adults. They were hung as adults. They probably already had kids. But yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It wasn't Haman's sons; it was Haman's descendants. Yeah, descendants. Yeah. They converted to what religion? To Judaism. To Judaism. Just like some of those seven laws. Yeah. No, no. Seven those seven laws means you don't kill them. All right, but they could. Whether or not they can convert is subject to machloket. Yeah.